Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Good evening. We made it on the air despite technical difficulties, folks. <clears throat> it's been one of those nights, but we made it. I'm glad you made it with us. We're uh, running a hair behind today. Edgar Thompson is standing by. We hope our videos are now working. We've been trying to get that worked out. But, hey, thanks to Chad Rich and all of our team, we're up and running today, tonight, on a Daniel L. Hightower Wednesday. It's a big week for everybody. I just got back from the Ocala Quarterback Club very interesting conversation and speech from a coach from Stetson who's been started the program six years ago, <clears throat> um, and um, he will be uh, on a guest on a show probably tomorrow. Roger Hughes, <clears throat> he's uh, he really loves his football and knows football, and that's some interesting things to say in his speech. And we had him on for just a couple of minutes. We'll get to that. Tonight on the program, if we get everything working properly, we're going to hear from <clears throat> Coach Steve Spurrier. Earlier today, we take that. Yeah, I know none of you are really excited about this, but Urban Meyer was my guest today. I had a chance to visit with him, talking about how he was invited to come to uh, the weekend uh, invitation. Even though he, they know he can't come, Scott Strickland showed a class move and invited Urban. Just you're welcome to come. It is Urban's 2018 that's being saluted this weekend. Tim Tebow is quarterback, and by the way, in case you forgot, Urban was the coach. It's funny what Roger Hughes said tonight whenever Meyer's name was brought up and somebody booed, and he said, help me understand this. I don't quite understand this. He said, didn't he win two national championships? Most coaches would be revered. Okay, that's the way that goes. I'm not going there tonight, but uh, I want to get right to our, our program tonight with our busy, busy schedule. Hopefully, we've got our video fixed now. We'll be able to bring some of the stuff to you, <clears throat> and uh, I'm excited about uh, getting our friend um, from the Orlando Sentinel, Edgar Thompson, who's always got something good to say, very much on top of it. Uh, and uh, we're talking about this game this weekend. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. I wonder if the Swamp will be sold out. What do you think? Uh, it's amazing to think that it might not be. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, we will uh, – let's go ahead and see if we can get our first bite going here uh, and see if we can get this to work. And let's hear what Coach Meyer had to say about the invitation. Three. Let's go to the hotline now and talk to a familiar voice, familiar face, and a big weekend for him. I don't mean Indiana, although Big Ten games are always big, but also one remembering a special time in Florida football when Urban Meyer was winning national championships. 2008, Tim Tebow going to the Ring of Honor. Urban, you should be here, but you got something else to do, don't you? 
Yeah, it's uh, one of the great teams in college football history. I was asked last week about Tim's speech and about the, putting it on the wall of the Hebner facility, and so it's just a, a great memories and a really, really great team. You don't have hardly time to even reflect back much. You always talk about when you will one day. But when you do have a minute, you've had other things on your mind recently. We understand Coach Meyer about that. Uh, when you think back about 2008 in a moment or two, are there certain things that come to mind, certain games, plays, or people, or what? Yeah, I was after, I actually talked to Timmy about this uh, the other day, is after we lost that game to Ole Miss, that was the best practice team we've ever had. And that was, uh, I used to have to, you know, call guys off each other because they worked so hard. You know, his speech about no team will ever play harder uh, than we will and, and work harder, and that, that was a true statement. It was fulfilled. And uh, obviously Tim, Brandon Spikes, uh, Ryan Stamper, and a guy named David Nelson, you know, went on to score a touchdown in the uh, SEC championship game and also the jump pass in the national title game was a guy that was impacted around that time and became a really good player for us. So, so many great stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, never forget those guys. David Nelson, of course, one of those who came forward after that loss of a miss and what can I do? And immediately willing to go on special teams and became a big force, as you point out, in that 2000. It seems so long ago, Urban. You know, it seems so long ago, and yet it's not that long ago. And um, I know you talk to Tim every now and then. Um, you have guys, have you had a chance to visit in recent weeks? I actually, Trout, Justin Trout came to our uh, game last mm. week and stopped by. We sat in Brazil for a while, and I do talk to quite a, uh, quite a few of the guys, and I look forward someday to get back and hug them all up and tell them mm. thanks for being part of the best, you know, one of the best teams in college football history. Coach Urban Meyer, two national championships to his credit, and one in Ohio State, and still building another one. We'll talk about your Ohio State team in just a moment because you had a huge win last week. And I talked to a friend of yours this morning, Steve Spurrier, and he was paying this to in a compliment. And he said, go back and research how many close games, two points or fewer, Urban has won since Bowling Green. I haven't had a chance to do that, and I don't think you probably even know that. But Steve says, Urban has a way of winning close games. And he's right about that. How did you do it? How did we do it? And it's a, a team that wouldn't give in. You know, we were down by 12 with eight minutes to go and and uh, found a way to pull it out. And I, as I pointed out with our team, it was special teams set the tone. Defense kept us in the game. And then offense, when we needed it the most, they gave us the very best. And they did. And it was, uh, you know, Coach Spurrier knows about that, obviously. And mm-hmm. one of my guys that uh, I admire and uh, truly love Coach Spurrier. But that, uh, that's a, that was all team effort. Last week, uh, that was a barn burner, I'm telling you. Your team came back there, uh, got the plays you needed, uh, able to defend at the right time. Uh, the two-point play went your way. Uh, you Beating Penn State in the whiteout, a spectacular setting. I think you said after the game in the postgame interview, as good as it gets in college football, that must have been both exhilarating and relieving for you to win that game 27-26. Yeah, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough uh, environment. And, uh, you know, like we've all been a part of some great games. That was one of those ones that in the locker room, everybody just kind of exhausted from the effort. We had some key injuries during the course of the game, too, where guys just picked it up and, and, uh, you know, carried the sword for their teammate. So just a great win, great team win. 
Yeah. And so uh, I don't know if you're liable, able to talk about this, but I know you got an invitation to come this weekend to this uh, ring of honor and celebration of your 2018 in Swamp against LSU. Uh, and obviously you have a little game at 4 o'clock against Indiana. It will take precedence. But are you able to talk about that at all? Yeah, the uh, athletic director is uh, uh, Mr. Strickland is, is first class, and you know, um, so the, the, to, I wish I could be a part of that uh, celebration. But obviously, we got things going on here, and we wish them well down there. Do you know Scott Strickland? I spoke to him several times on the phone mm, over the uh, last few years. I, but I got tremendous respect for him. Well, Urban, <clears throat> I'm glad things are back on track. I know just people want to know how you doing. How's everything going? Um, are, are you doing okay? And Shelly, and just for the fans who keep up with you, a word about you. Yeah, we're doing fine. And more importantly, our team's doing fine, and uh, uh, everything's good. Thank you. Urban, Coach Meyer, Urban Meyer, appreciate your time, and we'll be thinking about you this weekend uh, and remembering those glory days of 2008. Thank you. Okay, the man everybody loves to hate. It's, uh, one day we'll figure that all out, some of the comments there. Uh, Osei, uh, yeah, you know, everybody talks about the culture. I, I don't even have time to get into this now. I'm not going to get into it. Everybody's got their own opinion about Urban. Okay, you have yours. I got mine. I do know the man personally. I do appreciate him coming on the program with me, and I do appreciate what he did at the University of Florida. You can choose to be a hater if you like. Go do your thing. I don't go there. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you can look at other coaches. How would you rank him to McElwain? Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, let's just drop that subject and move on and say, leave it to yourself to make up your mind about what you want. All right, we're going to talk to our friend Edgar Thompson in just a moment. But before we do that, we're going to tell you about uh, Mark's Prime. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I'm going to get to go there on Friday night. I cannot wait to go have some of that good food. I don't know if I'll have that dish, but I'll have a good one because I know Mark's Prime has got terrific food. they got the prime, the prime seafood and the prime beef. Uh, and they give you that great dining. It's about experiencing eating in a place where you enjoy having good service, having good food, fresh seafood, premium wines, naturally fetched vegetables. I love their sauteed spinach. So do like I do. Check it out. They're one of the best restaurants in Florida. I've eaten in many New York City steakhouses, and Mark Prime is right there with them. So uh, check them out. Go to Gainesville. You can call up there at 352-336-0077 in Ocala, 352-402-0097. Complimentary Valley Parking. By the way, I talked to Cindy tonight, and they're already sold out on Friday night, and that's what happened. So go, go online to check out MarkPrimeSteakhouse.com and drop by and see why this, this unique dining experience is one people continually talk about. All right? Uh, let's see if we got uh, any more information here. I want to tell you about your shirts. Uh, the folks at All Fire Sports Wire wear are on the case. I know uh, our guy is working hard t- uh, to get their T-shirts out. Unfortunately, uh, the manufacturer has not gotten has not met the deadline. But the thing about it is, is that uh, the, he'll have them to you. He's going to have them out in the mail to you. The T-shirts will be there. Uh, it may take a couple of. Uh, uh, it may take a it may take a little longer for the for the for the golf shirts to be there, but he'll have them, uh, and uh, we'll tell you more about that in just a minute and let you know what's happening. Uh, let me just say this about Renstar, by the way. Renstar does a lot of stuff for our community, not the least of which sponsors this. I saw some video tonight. Of this kid, wow, what a player this kid is! Offensively, defensively, in every facet. Renstar Medical Research, Renstar Star of the Week. 
Brian Dillard, his coach, was there tonight. Coach Knox at the quarterback club. This guy does little offense, defense, special teams. He is a remarkable young man and player. And my hat's off to Brian Dillard at Lakewood High School and Coach Knox for being there tonight. I'll tell you about Rinstar, the superior medical research facility. Proven reputation is the high-quality, patient-centered clinical research facility. Rinstar Medical Research brings cutting-edge clinical research trials to Ocala on such things as Alzheimer's, uh, psoriasis, osteoarthritis, migraine, fibromyalgia, and all those conditions that affect our community. So they've had over 600 clinical trials, maybe closer to 700, and they send their data to ph- pharmaceutical and biomedical companies throughout the industry. So all, also importantly, they're a local business. They're run by two friends of mine, Mary Brantley, who happens to be married to Scott Brantley, uh, and, and Joe Sorrentino, whose son Joey played for the Gators and is a dentist here in Ocala. Uh, and they do a terrific job in our community downtown. And we thank them for sponsoring the Rentstar Star of the Week. If you want to know more about their trials, call them at uh, Ocala at uh, 352-6950-800 or go online to uh, rentstar.net and, and see, see why they say Rentstar Medical Research seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. Good evening, everybody. I see your comments there throughout. We'll get back to some of those in just a minute. Uh, looks like Robert's on a tear here about uh, by the urban. We're going to go on and move on through that. Um, and I, I, I think I think Jake is right. This is a good suggestion. I think Lynn agrees with that. Okay, I talked to him because I have a contact with him. I have him on the show. You can choose to turn it down if you want to listen to it every now and then through three times a year. I will have him on because he's a newsmaker and he's a heck of a football coach. All right, so let's see if we can get our friend Edgar up and Adam, um, who is uh, Edgar. Probably right about now, finish his story and is cooking his dinner, I would be guessing. That would be my thoughts. Let's see if we can reach him to find out. Um, and um, Edgar Thompson, who covers for the Orlando Sentinel um, and does a heck of a job as a beat reporter. Uh, sounds like Edgar is beating his way to the telephone. We'll find out here in a little bit if he's around. And if not, we'll move on to the next video. Coach Spurrier is standing by, by the way. Uh, Ed, Coach Steve Spurrier today, talk with him. Uh, he's getting kind of fired up about this whole thing with the uh, Apollos, Orlando Apollos. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, it's the Orlando Apollos, and uh, uh, and that's his team. I talked to him about his coaching staff. I talked to him about his uh, some of the players. He's got quite a few former uh, college players in the state of Florida, um, and uh, he will uh, – <clears throat> Uh, he, he's Yeah, he really is uh, excited about it. So, let's see, Edgar says he's available now, I believe. So, we'll, we'll try him again uh, and see if we can get Is that you, Edgar? Yes, okay. Um, tonight on the quarterback club, I said, all right, tell me about two people. Have you ever heard of a Donovan Steiner? And three people has. Have you ever heard of Kodak Black? And we all know, of course, Kodak Black is the name of the play where uh, – uh, the trick play, not really, just a double pass is all it was. Uh, and uh, the play that uh, won the game for him against Mississippi State. Uh, and uh, so uh, Kodak Black, of course, is a rapper. I'd say I think it's probably the first time uh, a play has been named after a rapper at University of Florida. <laughs> it's not the Ernie Mills play, that's for sure. So uh, anyway, uh, let's find out what's happening up in uh, – up in Gainesville, the man who's on the beat, as always. He was just back in his office and doing some work. Sorry about that. Hello, Edgar. Edgar Thompson, the man, the myth. How are you, buddy? 
Good, man. I tell you, it's these these road trips will wear you out. You played too much golf, dude. I played one round. Did you? How was it? Did you do good? Great. I got a hat out of it. What does it say? Mossy Oak. Okay, Mossy Oak. Where, it was a sweet golf course. It was fun. Where is Mossy Oak? It was, it was worth doing the drive, but, man, that Sunday drive back, it's like, oh, my oh, God. Well, that's the ones you hate. It's a long, it's a long yeah, one. Yeah, I might, know. I might drive to Nashville. I mean, it's like, if it's under 10 hours, man, I mean, it almost feels like checking into airports and all that crap. Yeah, I it. know. That's right. I agree with you on that. I think it's definitely a, you know, when you do the math and you, I've done it a bunch of times and you have to, you say, I got to drive to Orlando. I got to get there two hours ahead of time, you know, so that's exactly. four hours. You know, and you're on the plane, and and it takes you another two hours to get there, and you get off and each other, and it's five six hours. Well, in ten you can be there, right? Exactly, and man. Saying, well, maybe I just won't. I'd like to drive when I can, but I don't like to be driving and being in a hurry. You know. Um, now, so is Urban on here? He was earlier today. Yeah, it's a tape of Urban. Uh, it's funny. I, I said this earlier. We stopped talking about him because we can't have an adult conversation about him. No, uh, look, and I, tonight, I got Irvin was good to me, but I, I got him at the beginning before things went south. Yeah. And we, someone said, let's just stop talking about it because we can't agree on anything. And uh, I said that tonight I was at the kind of quarterback club, and the guest speaker was from Stetson. Mm -hmm. By the way, he's a very good speaker. I mean, Who really was? good. His name is uh, – um, he's the head coach at, the, uh, at Stetson. Roger okay. Hughes is his name. He coached 10 years at Princeton. Uh, and he got up and talked without a microphone and walked out in the crowd and talked about football and talked about Stetson, and he did a fascinating job. And it's funny, I had said earlier in the night, I got up and talked about a, the LSU scouting report, and I mentioned that I said, I've talked to Urban uh, you know, today, and I said, go ahead and get your booze in. And of course, they, some people booed, naturally, which is how it is, to get your booze in there. But I talked about Steve Spurrier, who's going to be on after you on a tape. And and Roger Hughes, who's kind of a cool guy and a pretty smart man. So you're man. sandwiching me between Urban and Spurrier? I better be on my game Dude, tonight. you better be on it. You better be on it. I got the big three tonight, okay? The big three. <laughs> and then he, Roger said, let me understand something here. And he was being honest. He said, the guy wins two national championships. Everywhere else he'd be revered. You know, I thought, well, there you go. That's it. So let's don't go down that road because people get aggravated and they start complaining. Well, I wasn't here for his exit, and I know it was tumultuous. Yeah. But, you know, Mullen was getting ripped last week. I mean, we can segue to the game last week because I'm telling you, man, there was a lot of vitriol about Dan Mullen and, and Starkville. And well, of course there was. It was – well, I, why of course? I mean, he was in Starkville for nine years. Because people – I don't, I don't want to call them idiots, okay? Edgar, have you ever changed jobs? Yeah. Huh? Well, do you, when you changed jobs, did you get accused of being a traitor? No. Why do they people insist on football coaches being traitors? Steve Spurrier had to overcome that. A lot of people are still mad at him in South Carolina, and people are still mad at him in Florida when he went to the Washington Redskins. What is there about football coaches that people think they sign up as lifers, that they owe the university of their life? I, I don't get that. Am I missing something? Well, I mean, Dan Mullen, you know, had opportunities to leave. And Nine he times. Went, he waited for the right one. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. After that game, though, I bet you they have a, a little bit more respect for him because I hope so. I think, I think they're probably very unhappy with Joe Moorhead at this point, and Joe, they should uh, be. They should be. You know what Joe Moorhead is? He's an insurance salesman. No, nothing against insurance people. 
Joe, 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 Joe Moorhead. It was the most overrated hire of the year, easily. Was he? I'm he sorry. Was, he was ranked that. as like the top oh, assistant. I know. Offensive genius. Hey, if I had uh, Saquon Barkley and that quarterback, uh, you know, I think I could be a genius too. You know, and he's got Nick Fitzgerald, who, by the way, is not playing well. Let me get your take on that game. We haven't talked to you since then, and we know the. the, the I love the. I love the, the blitz, Donovan Steiner, uh, tonight. As I said, he owned one of the biggest hits in Florida football history. A walk-off safety blitz. And that was a play that will go down in annals as one of the biggest hits in Florida college football history. What do you think? Well, I mean, if they continue to build this season, but if they go, you know, here's my thing, man, and I'm like, I'm always a wet blanket. And you are a wet blanket, and Edgar. I try, to get you, I get you, try to get you fired up for four weeks ago. And you finally got a little excited, and then you went back and you regressed again. Come on, I, know. I, I was impressed. I mean, I think he's growing the team. But here's the thing, man. I mean, let's just – we just got to keep on – you know, you got to keep proving yourself. I, here's what I was saying when I, I did a radio interview earlier. I expect perfection, man. If you're making $6 million bucks and you're some big-shot recruit who's getting $50,000 a year in scholarships – and adulation and all this, you know, I expect the best. Here's so everybody who gets six men should be undefeated, right? No, I, well, you said fine. perfection. I, I expect you to execute, to play well, and I expect you to coach well, okay? So I hold the standards up here as far as I'm concerned, okay? And okay. the Gators have continue to move toward it. The Kentucky loss, we can see now, was not as bad a loss as, as we thought. I mean, we thought, oh, my God, 300 yards rushing, blah, blah, blah. Reese's return, Jefferson's return, right. Adam Scholler's emergence have proven that that is a pretty decent front seven. Not great yet, but better. I mean, Voshan Joseph had seven tackles the other night. It's definitely taken steps in the right direction. Okay? Yeah. But... Tennessee's awful. They're they're awful. They're not winning a game this year. I mean, they're terrible. And Mississippi State, Dan Mullen knows every single thing to do against that team. How to keep Simmons and Sweat, the defensive linemen, who are going to be top 20 picks in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. How to keep them at bay. Quick passing. Hit the perimeter. Don't let them get going. And he knows how to defend Nick Fitzgerald. I mean, look, the Gators gave up a 12 and 13 play drive that Fitzgerald looked pretty good on both of them, and they held him to field goals to their credit. But the guy dropped a touchdown pass off his hands. They dropped a pick six, going right right through the linebackers' hands. So you know we need to remember that stuff too. So I want to see what they do this week. They're going to have the crowd behind them. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think LSU is eminently beatable, and I think that the Gators can win this game. And if they do, suddenly you got a team that's going to be six and one going against Georgia, mm -hmm. and then it's like okay. But I still want to still keep you know evaluating. I'm not just going to like proclaim all of a sudden. Oh yeah, this team's going to do. Dan Mullen's doing a great job. I mean, he's getting these guys a bounce back from a tough loss, a humbling loss against Kentucky, and they're doing what they got to do. But, you know, we're, we're five games into the season. 
I'm impressed. I think Franks looks better. He's not making mistakes. I think Grantham's doing a good job at the defense. Though T.J. Slayton even admitted, buddy, that there was a guy wide open on that play. So a guy got loose on that blitz. That's the that's the danger of that. You open the back end of the defense up completely. And if Nick Fitzgerald hadn't been shell-shocked by that point, he might have seen the guy. And as Slayton said, we'd still be playing right now. Yeah, well, so, yeah, okay. It didn't happen that way, though. And that's the beautiful thing about it. But as Slayton pointed out, all I'm trying to say, man, is I, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. Yeah. They went 13 to 6. They scored one touchdown against a team Dan Mullen knows every single one of those players because he recruited yeah. most. So, so you're but, basically Debra Down, you're Debbie Downer tonight again. That's what you're doing. You're a Debbie Downer. De- De- I'm, I'm being a voice of reason. Hmm. Voice of reason. How's that being a downer? What? No, I'm just saying. Look, you celebrate the win. Let's see what happens. We'll talk about the swamp and what's going to happen. Um, you know, uh, and, and later. They did uh, a lot of things right the other night, but they well, had four I mean, look, start penalties in the first twenty minutes. I mean, that was the sloppiest looking football I'd seen in years. Who cares? Look, they you think down. Mark Stoops has done a good job? I think Mark Stoops has done a phenomenal job. Okay. Uh, and how did he do it? Well, he built it over years. I mean, he recruited, he built. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what Mullen's going to have to do. Brick by I mean, brick. I get it. Brick by brick, okay. Did he have this much success his first year at Kentucky? No, Who? he did not. Mark Stoops. But are we going to compare the Gators with Kentucky, dude? You're talking well, about well. Now you're talking about you're a good talking coaching about a job. Blue dude. blood program that thinks it's that thinks. I don't even think Florida is a top ten football program. We've had this argument at the media room before. I don't think if you were to put the programs rate them, Florida's in the top ten personally. Give me a time That's frame. Just me. Me a time I don't. Frame. I think they're probably fourteen ish. So since so, nineteen ninety, they're not in the top. They're not in the top ten. Three rating. national championships doesn't get you a top ten. Who's rating. won three national championships? Tell me that. So well, we got to. We're going to rate some over twenty seven years. Well, I mean, I'm just asking you. What time, I said, give me a time period. What's the time period you want to talk about? You want to talk about ten years? No, they're not. No, right now, the current state of a program. Okay, right now I'd agree with you. Facilities. Right, right now I would agree with you, but it's trending upward, and that's the key point. That's like the brick by I'm saying based on facilities, based on – Facilities, no, they're definitely not in the top 20. Okay. I mean, I get you on that. We'll go in reverse. You're jumping in. I'm saying you got to have many factors based on recent record, facilities, resources – recruiting, talent base, all that stuff, where do the Gators rank right now? Okay. Where? I I didn't think entering this season they were a top 10 program, and they got room to grow, and I think Mullen is definitely going to grow them. But comparing them with Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky's like, they're having a good year, but, I mean, Kentucky's Kentucky. you got to go back, you know, to what, what year do you have to go back to to, like, find a good season with Kentucky? So I wouldn't want to compare them with Kentucky. Babe Pirelli, 1954. I don't know. No, no. I mean, 77, they won 10 yeah, games. Yeah, but I mean, that's – so what? One in 10 games doesn't make you a great program. That's not – you got to win championships. All I'm trying to say is, like, I think that Florida has a lot of room to grow, and they're making some strides. We're kind making of agreeing, strides. Edgar, here, which is how we're going at it. Yeah, they're making strides. And this is this would be a huge win this weekend. Huge. 
And if they it lose, would. it would. And then if they lose, they'll be five and two, which a lot of people probably figured they'd probably be five and two four about two. this point. Four oh, two. four and two, excuse yeah. me. Four and two, which a mm-hmm. lot of people probably figured four and two, probably. What did you I have? Mean, no. I had them four and two at this point. You know how I had them, though? I had them beating Kentucky and losing. Um, it, it losing one game coming to this one. Uh, and so, and so LSU. Losing Mississippi State. Yeah, I had them losing Mississippi State and had them, I had them losing to LSU. That's where I had them. So I would have had them right here, right now, which would be four and two if they lose this weekend, which is exactly what I thought they would do at this point. But I didn't think they'd lose those games. But you're not being Debbie Downer. No, no, no. I mean, look, just because we don't pick the gears to win every game doesn't mean that we're trying to be reasonably intelligent about this, huh? Um, but anyway, but you're calling me Debbie Downer. I mean, if they're four and two after this week, no, I mean, I'm not. I'm just having fun with you. I, 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 I know you are, but I'm just saying, let's see what they can do. Let's see yeah. France against a real secondary because he, he still hadn't faced a very good secondary. I and mean, let's be honest, true. And they got an awful good. Let's talk about that. I think the Delpit and Greedy Williams are two of the very best he's going to face. There's no doubt. Greedy Williams a first round draft pick. Right. I mean, Devin White is the best linebacker the Gators have seen all year. Chris Boring, just Boring told me last night, he's, he's the best, best linebacker in football, he said. He's incredible. He's so fast. I mean, Hevesy, it was after he was finished speaking last night. Apparently, he was like a 250-pound fullback. Hevesy recruited him, and he can't even believe how fast his kids got. Hmm. He just covers the field, man. They're good, dude. I mean, their defense is good. Burrow, I'm not sold on completely. What do you don't, what don't you like about him? <clears throat> I mean, it's he makes a lot of mis. I mean, he's not very accurate for one. I mean, but he's hadn't played a lot. He's he's kind of a work in progress, mm-hmm. but he hasn't made mistakes. Yeah. So it's going to come down to what quarterback makes a mistake potentially. And I mean, look, I think Franks has gotten a lot better at minimizing sacks, mistakes. He's slowly growing into like what Mullen wants him to be. Mullen is keeping things manageable for him. He's not putting him in positions to fail but succeed. And I think he's doing a great job coaching Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks looks so much more confident. I mean, the other night they had four false starts in twenty the first 20 minutes, and Franks didn't like get frustrated, melt down. He kept the, the team to settle down around him. I thought it was impressive the way Frank's handled himself. He's very composed. Yes, he was, and he's gotten better. And people who didn't think he would be any good, I mean, look, he's not an all-conference quarterback. Okay, we get that. He's not. He just has to be serviceable. He got the ball in the hands of the playmakers, and that is the name of that game, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what he says himself. I mean, he's like, I want to get the ball to those guys because that's what they do. I am I am comfortable when I get the ball into the hands of my guys to make plays. Mm-hmm. And Mullen, to his credit, found ways to use Kadarius Tony in different ways the other night with the double pass. Damian Pierce saw a little bit more of the field, and I think that he's starting to so slowly integrate these guys and finding roles for them and ways to use them. And I, look, it's a long season. We're four game. What I mean, what are what's their record right now? Are they four and one or three and one? I mean, you're confusing me. Who? I thought four and one. Who? Florida. They're four and one. Okay, because I said five and one a minute ago, and you said four and one. But oh, anyway, I thought you meant they're five and one now. Okay. No, well, I meant they'd no. be five and one after this game. 
But anyway, yeah, they're for so yeah, they're doing, they're inching along. I mean, and making some jumps here and there, and the defense certainly looks better, and, and the rotation that they talked about. Because I think we talked about this on on the show a month ago. They were talking about playing 25, 30 guys on defense, yeah. and I'm like, what? Whatever. I mean, that's a bunch of just mm-hmm. what a, you know, hyperbole. And they played 22 the other night, which isn't 25 or 30, but it's still pretty many. And you saw how fresh those guys were by the end. I mean, Polite was like, just had a pep in his step down the stretch. I did. Him and Zaniga have six tackles for loss combined in the last two games. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like their I like their edge rushers and uh, I like their defense. I like I like the way those young secondary guys are playing. Uh, you know, I think I think the, just getting in the game, getting guys like Sean Davison and, and C.J. McWilliams in the game, uh, and then Donovan Steiner showing up in that play. It may have been one play, and yeah, he almost, he got beat on a play right before that. It almost cost him a touchdown pass. But I think I think we're looking for some some progress, right? We had your. We're looking for that's, progress. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Keep yeah. moving, inching gradually along. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like I don't want to get too excited. It's not I shouldn't say the term wet blanket because suddenly everyone starts tuning out negative connotation. But it's like more like I want to balance out. Like mm-hmm. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I think that you know they have looked impressive, winning two SEC road games consecutively for the first time since 2012. That's not easy to do. I mean, Tennessee, I, I wasn't sure they were going to win that game. They killed them. Mississippi State, I thought, was going to really probably soundly out-physical this team and win. No, the Gators stepped up and did, they won two different ways. They won with speed and special teams and kind of overwhelming them that way. And then this past week, they just grinded out a win. That's a, You know, Dan said that from the beginning. He said, look, I like to score points. I'd love to score 100 points. He even like nodded to Coach Spurrier like, hey, I love to score points like Coach Spurrier. But he said, but I also like to win 10 to 6. He, he'll win yeah. however he has to win. And, I mean, he's proven that. And I, mean, I think he's a sharp guy who knows how to push the right buttons. And I think the players are responding to him. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's let's talk about a few individual players that uh, are showing up. And what I like about this team is that, they could, they could come up with players like Damian Pierce, and they found a perfect spot for him. In the fourth quarter, after they've thrown those little out routes and those bubble screens and these big defensive linemen are getting tired, they put a guy under fresh legs who's quick like Damian Pierce. He's very effective. And uh, I think they're utilizing their material. That's what is it? Coaching is developing material, getting a scheme, and knowing when to put the players in and when to call the blitz or when to call the bomb. And That's coaching. I think on that count, I give my own staff an A-plus. Well, I do, too. I mean, I, I want to see more of Pierce, actually. Um, I think P. Ryan has looked like their best running back. I like I P. Ryan. We agreed on that a week yeah, ago. But I just think Pierce just is earning touches. I mean, I don't want to totally get – you know, I don't want to marginalize Scarlett. I mean, Scarlett's been really good at blitz pickups, and he's made some nice runs. I mean, the 30-yard run, the 19-yard run for touchdowns and the – Back-to-back games with CSU and Tennessee were nice runs. So you got to figure out a way to integrate those three guys and use them. But I think Pierce definitely is earning his uh, chances more and more and more. And as I was talking about a week ago, that guy can get low, man. 
I mean, he can get low as my kitchen table and run with power. And run with power. And when you're six three to five, trying to corral that guy coming through the line, good luck. You're never going to get a hand. You're not going to be able to stop him because he's so powerful. And then once he gets into the second level, then you know we'll see where he can get from there. But I mean, he is a powerhouse with some speed. And that's a five. But if you can get through to the second level at all, you got a five six yard gain. If you're getting a bunch of five six yard gains, I mean, you're you're making first down. So, I like him. Let's talk about the offensive line, the job they have of blocking some of those guys. Uh, the good news for Gator fans is their injuries in the LSU line. Their their center is their best offensive lineman. Won't be one of them. Uh, but uh, uh, let's talk about who who's gonna who's gonna uh, how they're gonna do against these really stellar athletes that LSU's got, and then, can the offensive line, which was used effectively last week, come up with another big game? Uh, you know, I think a lot of the big game last week, I mean, was because of Mullins' play calling. And so what I'm expecting is LSU's really going to press the coverage because they have some very talented yeah. defensive out backs. So they're not going to give those bubble screens and all that stuff up. You know what I'm saying? So they're not going to be able to throw one out to Trey Grimes where he can get seven yards because a guy was playing back five yards. So that's going to be a potential issue. I don't know the names of all these guys. I mean, Richard Lawrence might be one of them. He's pretty dang good for LSU. Um, they have they have another guy who's they have two guys that were like all SEC picks. I don't think they were first team, but second and third team. So they have some real talent on the defensive line, but the linebackers are the are the they're swarming. I mean, Devin Smith and their two other guys. I mean, you know, they, they have some real speed and, like, ability at linebacker. So, I mean, the offensive line is going to have to continue to play better, and it can't make mistakes. I mean, Fred Johnson had three false start penalties the other night. It's every, like, every game he's, he's had. The, he's the nicest kid you'll ever meet. He's a big tech right. player. He's had enough he's experience nice to be able to get the snap count for crying out loud. Come on, man. Well, well, I get like, it. I get it on the road. Maybe that's okay, but don't do it at home. Well, John Hevesy didn't even excuse it on the road. This is what I'm going to say. Because yeah. I said, ah, cry. you know, yeah, that was kind of, and he was like, he, he just, he was mad still. He's like, look, those plays had nothing to do with crowd noise because Sight. it goes, no, no, here it is. It goes when the center's head, I guess, when Nick Buchanan lifts his head, the other linemen now know, okay, the play's about right. to begin. Right. Nick Buchanan apparently didn't raise his head on any of those four. So they hadn't even gotten to the cadence yet. So he's like, these guys were so mentally soft. That's what they kept calling them. Mentally soft that they just, I didn't, I'm not using those words. He just said that they were even jumpy before the play even had started. So they can't play that way this week because you don't want to get behind doing that because because mm-hmm. franks might start feeling the pressure this week he didn't last week but he could this week and he handled it really well i mean he, he settled the team he did down. Handle it well um, it was impressive. so edgar they always have to give something up if they do press coverage then they're gonna then they got the goal out they have the double move they have things they can do off of that the press coverage so they give up something and the athletes are good enough florida has nine receivers they're playing now and there's no way in the world they're going to play Jacob Copeland. If they do, they're idiots for doing that. Because why would you, right? Uh, you got enough. One thing you got is plenty of wide receivers, and they got athletes who can 
hoping to get separation, although Doreen told me that was one of the things they didn't do very well at the beginning of the year. So, uh, anyway, I, I think the deal is that, uh, uh, is that there's always something that, and I, what I like about, about, about Mullen, he's a good chess player. He always has an answer of some kind. I mean, I'm not talking about going out and getting 600 yards and eight touchdown passes, but he'll solve a, a riddle and he'll find something that works. I guarantee you, he'll find something. And it might not, it may be some of the same thing of not going in the teeth of the defense, maybe getting the ball outside to the receivers and, and get them in space again, you know? Well, apparently, Orgeron, I missed this. Uh, I was trying to trade some stuff with the one of the LSU writers, mm-hmm. but he was dealing with like a vigil last night for the tragedy with that one basketball player, yes. that horrible. Yes. Yeah, just awful. But anyway, the point is, uh, he hasn't gotten back to me, but Orgeron apparently has said that he doesn't think Franks can throw it downfield. Well, he hasn't so, seen. He didn't see the Tennessee game last year, did he? Well, that that was one like. Well, I'm just saying. You said he can't. He can't. Well, did he complete it? Well, I don't know, but I mean, he can't. He has the arm strength. Does he have the accuracy? I don't, or whatever? I don't think he's questioning his arm strength. I think he's questioning whether he can like make the well make the read the yard. Yeah, I think that's route. yeah. Like well, the you I mean, know, Troy Aikman could throw that play all day long, where he hit Irvin 22 yards well, down. Can Joe Burrow make it? Who? Joe Burrow, the quarterback for LSU. It doesn't matter. Orgeron's worried about France. I know, but my point is there are a lot of quarterbacks who can do that that good. Uh, let's wait and see on him. I'm. Well, what he's saying is they're going to challenge him. Is the point? You asked me what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm answering. Okay. I think they're going to force Franks to make throws yeah. downfield. That makes sense. And that's we'll see if he can do it. I think that Trayvon Grimes is someone that he should really start right. bringing into the I think they need to start using him more. Yeah, I mean, by the way, I, I, I agree with you. Not getting enough touches there, but there's only He's one a football. Big guy. Yeah. Hey, I uh, Edgar, one thing. I uh, yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I wanted to say Len Tendall, who's one of our more astute listeners, and points yeah, out exactly. that uh, yeah, uh, press coverage opens up the middle. And Crawl and Pitts, both, who, by the way, boy, I saw some good moves out there by those guys. Those tight ends look pretty good. Maybe that'll be the next thing we'll see next wrinkle. The tight end catch the ball over the middle, huh? Kyle Pitts, I mentioned probably the first or second one of these we've done because we're talking about six of these now. Right. Kyle Pitts really caught my eye during summer. Yeah. Number 84, yeah. he's a big, strong yeah. kid. Look, Runs well, agile. I mean, he Ooh, doesn't look awkward at all. He's got a good for a big guy, you know. He doesn't look awkward at all. He's good. No, he I, I'm really, I was really impressed to see him come in and make that catch. And yep. as Hevesy said, yeah. you make a play like that, you get more of them. So yeah. I do think that he's going to potentially become a factor. Yeah. Crawl, I like some. I mean, he, he's a pretty athletic guy, man. But, uh, yeah, if that if that's what you guys think, it'll open the middle of the field. I don't know. That's what, that's what Lynn said. I think it's a, it's a good, a good point. point. Yeah, it it's a good, good point. point. But what I'm saying is that, you know, they are going to challenge Franks mm-hmm. to do things that I don't think we've seen him do yeah. yet, and let's see if he can do it. Yep. They're, they're definitely taking away those screens this week. I guarantee you yes, that. Yes, they are. All right, Edgar, give me the 30-second summary of what you expect to happen on Saturday. 30-second summary, huh? Yeah. I mean, I hope – what I hope to see is that Tennessee game a couple years ago here was mm-hmm. one of the most hard-hitting football games I've seen in a long mm-hmm. time. It might have been the 15 game, actually. 
that's what I want to see because I love those kind of games where these teams are just getting after each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we're going to see. I think the Gators feel like they have a real opportunity here, something to prove. The crowd's going to be into it. And LSU is going to show up, and you're going to see what a football team really looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be an athletic, big, yeah. strong football team yeah. with a lot of recruiting behind it. And I think, you know, the Gators are just going to have to step up and, like, play at that level. And I think they can physically. Let's see if they can do it mentally because it's Mm going to really come down to Franks making good decisions. And I think so far he's done it. But this is going to be a whole other ballgame because I don't think that LSU is going to gash them like Kentucky did for, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. yards. But I think Franks is going to have some plays this time for them to win and not just manage the game. So if he can do it, they could pull off an upset, and I think that it would be a huge step forward for the program. And next thing you know, you got a 6-1 and Gator team because Vanderbilt has not beaten the Gators going against Georgia. I mean, how exciting could that be? Very exciting. That's such a huge game Saturday because of that. You're right. If it's Florida, Georgia going forward, I mean, look, there's always a chance, right? There's always a chance. Well, I mean, Georgia beat that team, whatever, the 11 win 2012 team with fourth and sixth turnovers. Gators do that. I mean, suddenly they got shocked the world. I mean, right? Exactly. All right, Edgar, great stuff as usual, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate your time. We ought to do this like two hours on one night, but you never gain sleep. <clears throat> Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate you listening. Thank you, man. Good stuff. Thanks, Edgar. Buddy. All right, Edgar. Edgar Thompson, <laughs> all of our favorites, obviously. The guy that uh, comes on every week with us and uh, the chance to get the benefit of his knowledge. Uh, and we do appreciate that very much. We're running behind on a few things, like I probably need to do a Daniel, Daniel L. Hightower Lawyer spot here because we haven't got it in yet. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Uh, I want to remind you folks that we do have some shirts coming uh, and that uh, Tony's working real hard to make it happen. have it all far sportswear and uh the shirts like i've showed you a couple of times what they look like we hope to have one on tonight but uh the manufacturer ran a little behind in getting in there but tony is mailing them all out and all you people who got t-shirts should have them with no problem in time with the game and then the ones you're ordering golf shirts we'll see how that goes but he's uh he if they come in in time if he didn't mail them to you he'll be there there's some kind of gator gathering uh, a GNK gathering. I uh, don't know a lot about uh, any tailgates because I'm not privy to that information. But uh, the, uh, the we're putting something together. Nat Blaylock can speak to it. Nat, if you're on, go ahead and make the comments about that. We're trying to find a spot so a few people can come and enjoy 
uh, enjoy the, uh, the the gathering, the getting together. This is what we've always been about anyway, is getting together. Uh, and um, so uh, we'll give you more information on that. But the shirts we're working on, uh, they're going to look great when we finally do good. It is a blue out, um, and uh, it's something that you want to be sure and uh, <clears throat> know. There's a look at the catalog, by the way, for the women's, if you want to order something besides stuff for the blue out, the T-shirts. Uh, and ladies, and we'll do more of this as we go along tonight and tomorrow night, give you a chance to uh, to see uh, <clears throat> what this is all about. And there's, of course, the All Flower Sportswear uh, logo, and you go to oldflowersportswear.com. Look under the Prince Collection, Crown Prince Collection. You will see there what uh, they've got. We come back after this interview. We'll talk more about that and other things. We talked to the head ball coach today, and he's getting kind of excited about his Apollos. All right, let's go to the hotline now and talk to a guy who's got a hot hand. He's uh, he's doing it all right now. You see him on TV commercials, and now he's uh, the ambassador, the consultant, and also the head ball coach of the Orlando Apollos. Coach, where'd that name come from? Well, I came from the area. Obviously, the Space Coast is uh, crucial to Central Florida, Orlando area. Uh, so the owners of the Alliance uh, felt like that was appropriate, and uh it is. It it, it uh, sort of tells everybody about uh, the Kennedy Space Center, NASA, and uh, we are the Apollos. The it's the uh, Greek uh, god of the sun, and we are in the Sunshine State. So it, I think it's appropriate. I knew you'd know that. I researched it to find out what it was about, and I love it because I was living over there at the time when the Apollo program was going off, working at that paper. You remember when I was over at the Canadian's paper there when you were uh, you were uh-huh. playing, and uh, and of course it does embrace uh, the uh, the space program. So so that's fun, and uh, I, I I've been doing a little research today, looking at stuff. I love you how you like people to do their homework, uh, and I want to know first and foremost before we get into that. Uh, about your uh, about your your feeling regarding uh, returning to the game of coaching, how it might be different, and what you might be doing. Well, it's a little different in that uh, most people are in the gun, although we'll be underneath and in the gun. I think there's a place for both of those uh, things in offense. Uh, the run pass option is something new that's come in about the last two three years. So that's something we'll incorporate like most everybody else will. Uh, but other than that, uh, gosh, we, uh, we hope to put together a really, uh, exciting type team that can score a lot of points and win. Uh, the object is to win the game, running, passing, whatever it takes. And, uh, when they divide up, uh, the players, uh, basically it'll be players that just did not make it in the NFL. And there's plenty of outstanding college football players that didn't make it. Uh, we'll put a product on the field that people will want to watch on television, and hopefully the uh, Orlando area people will watch us in person. Well, we talk about this a lot. This couldn't be more ideal for you, especially with the other job. And uh, you're, you got to four months, and now you can return to your job as consultant. I'm assuming that will continue on, consultant ambassador at the University of Florida. Hopefully it will. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now yeah, you've... Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's like a four-month uh, four mm-hmm. job. And uh, I don't take a leave of absence here till really the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, the month of January is when the teams will practice. We'll be putting our teams together for a month and then start playing in February. And then I'll return here as ambassador consultant uh, May the 1st. 
Okay. Um, let, let's talk about some of your coaches. We mentioned last time who you had some familiar faces, and after that, some of the players. Talk about your coaching staff. Okay. Uh, I got several of my Gator coaches coming back. Bob Sanders is going to be defensive coordinator, and Jim Collins. They were here with me 90 through 99. I think Coach Sanders, Coach Collins, all the years. Uh, Jimmy Ray Stevens, offensive line coach. Uh, he was here nine of the years. Uh, won a bunch of championships with him. He's he's available now. And uh, Willie Jackson is going to come be the wide receiver Willie coach. Willie Jackson. So, uh, and I'll help out with wide receivers and quarterbacks and so forth. And then we got some NFL coaches that uh, you don't know about, but mm-hmm. uh, good friends of uh, Bob Sanders and Tim Ruskell, our general manager. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, we got a combination of some guys that worked with me before and some uh, guys that have coached around in the NFL and uh, are available right now. And as you as you discussed, uh, uh, plenty of players, and you get the whole state of Florida to pick from. So you get some Seminoles, and you get some uh, Knights, and you get some uh, you know guys and some Bulls and Hurricanes, whatever. So it should be uh, plenty of talent out there, Steve. Yeah, there is. There, there's plenty of ball players, I tell you. And uh, they want a chance to play, and if they play well enough and get an opportunity to go to the big leagues, the NFL, then that's fine. We're, we're all for them. And uh, we're sort of an opportunity league. We, we call ourselves a AAA of professional football, and I think that's a good way to describe it. So uh, got a TV contract with CBS. We'll be on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, I guess we'll be competing with basketball season. Uh, but hopefully we'll have a, a product that people will want to watch. Well, I guess I better get a hold of your new assistant down there, Jennifer Wagner, and get my media credentials. So I'm going to check out the Apollos there. So congratulations to Jennifer. I know she posted on Facebook she's going to work for the Apollos. Uh-huh. She's, she's already down there, but she'll be back up here this weekend helping out with the Gator game against LSU. It's a big one here, buddy. It is. Uh, our guys are playing some super defense right now, and, and the offense is uh, – playing smart and, and doing what's necessary. and uh, It should be a heck of a game here. Yeah, I wanted to get in that with just a minute. I wanted to mention, you know what your professional record is in football? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 47-41. Yes, sir. I just looked it up to make sure I got it right. And, of course, your college record, 228-89-2. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got a chance to fatten that up a little bit, Coach, if you get those bottles going down there, you know, turn that around a little bit. Well, hopefully, you know? yeah, hopefully uh, – yeah, my pro record was decent there with the bandits. It wasn't very good yeah, up there with those redskin guys, but uh, that's, that's okay. On to LSU. This team is really an enigma because nobody thought they'd be that good, and now they're undefeated and ranked fifth in the country. Uh, they've got some good players, uh, certainly in the secondary. You, you know all about Greedy Williams and all about uh, guys like Delpit, a heck of a player in that linebacker, White, who's one of the best, I'm told, in the game. Uh, and the question is, can Joe Burrow do it naturally uh, at the quarterback position? This got a big game feel to it, Steve. Has it got that feel to you? I think so. I think uh, all the fans uh, have been looking forward to a game that really means something. Uh, we got one loss right now, which uh, doesn't hurt you in conference play. Now, we can't afford two of them, though. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, may not have two losses in conference play. But uh, we get to play them later on. But right now we just got to worry about trying to play our best against LSU and, and, and go from there. Uh, but it seems like our team's gaining confidence and momentum as we go through the year. Uh, we sort of know what we do best now, and uh, uh, it should be a heck of a game, buddy. It uh, might be a close, low-scoring game or 
Maybe a bunch of touchdowns will show up. We just got to wait and see. Probably not, but we'll see, as you say. Hey, Steve, let's talk about the student body, because that's been a focal point for all schools. Even Alabama's having a hard time getting them out. Georgia, you know, you at South Carolina, you had good, good, good return, good response. But you had a time when you brought this, when you brought the program, when people were crazy to see the Gators play. And now this game is not even a sellout at this point in time. Now, that doesn't mean Florida's program is broken necessarily. It's all over. It's the students. What is going on with that student body? I don't have the answer for that, buddy. <laughs> I just do not have the answer for that. Uh, but, yeah, we've been a little bit uh, uh, down the last two or three years, I guess, uh, attendance-wise. And, uh, I, I, you know, I just always thought, well, as coaches and players, we just we can't worry about that. we got to go play the game, and if we play well enough and – and do what we need to do, then they'll show up. Uh, but other than that, it, maybe it's uh, to the point where a lot of people feel like, hey, I can watch it on television. I don't have to fight the traffic and the crowd and the uh, in line, you know, traffic lines getting in and out of here. Uh, but hopefully it's it's worth it to a lot of Gators to, to be there and support the team. So hopefully we'll have us a real big crowd here Saturday. Well, it would be nice to see the Swamp return, you know, to be able to defend that territory. You defended it awfully well all those years. How many games? You didn't lose hardly any games, five or six, I mean, in the Swamp. In yeah, the, we lost five here in 12 yeah. years. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, we, had, we had a good run here. But, uh, you know, that's history now. we got to we got to, Coach Mullen's got to build his own history, and he, he's off to a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you and how did you do it, Steve? Besides winning, I know he built it, and they will come. But when you made, did you make it a focal point? Because you stepped in at a time when Georgia was dominating Florida. You turned that around completely and dominated him. You got people back in the swamp, got them excited. Maybe football is not as popular as it used to be, but uh, it seems to be trending in the right direction. And do you see the positive signs? This is being a brick by brick thing where Mullen's getting it a little bit better every week and maybe by each year. Well, we hope so. Uh, we hope it's building up, and uh, we can we can tell when recruiting season gets here. That's all, awfully important, as you know. Uh, there's there's a reason Alabama and Georgia are in the top four in the nation. Uh, they're number one, number two in recruiting in the last two or three years, uh, all the time. So uh, that plays a big bearing in Ohio State also. So we, we got to make sure we do that part also and uh, just, you know, take care of what we can take care of. I think Coach Mullen and the staff understand they can't worry about if it's packed or not. They want it to be, but uh, they got other things uh, that uh, they need to concern themselves with. Yeah, damn, man, a big point. I'm talking about it on Monday in this press conference. Mm-hmm. All right, final question. You have a little wager going here with the former head coach of the LSU Tigers, Les Miles. Your new commercial, I guess, is out. I have not seen it on Dosekis. Help me say that right. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you say Dosekis? Dosekis. Dosekis, yeah. Yeah, I know the beer. It's good beer. I just don't know how to say it right. Yeah. Dosekis. So, so tell us about that little wager you got. Uh, yeah, he's got to wear a gator visor if the gators win, and uh, I have to eat some grass, good clean grass, though, mm-hmm. uh, if LSU wins the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to play it, play the tape when the game's over. So mm-hmm. everybody will find out who has to do what. Well, I hope you don't have to eat any grass, Coach. I hope I'd like to see I you put too. that visor on top I'm of his head. I think our Gators are going to have a good one here Saturday. It's just, uh, 
it should point to a really good one. Steve Spurrier, head coach of the Orlando Apollos, and of course uh, he's uh, he's excited about the LSU Tigers coming to town for a big game comes back to the swamp. Steve, thanks so much for being on the program. Okay, buddy, good talking to you. All righty, Coach Steve Spurrier. Okay, so there he is, head coach. He's getting excited about coaching ball. Okay, so I don't know how you're doing. I have two. Are you guys getting any pools or any kind? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jennifer, that's not the kind of tobacco you're talking about. Uh, uh, the grass is a different kind of grass. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got two things going on. My, my wagers in Friday I do with Joe Williams from Denver, who's kind of a handicapper, and we each got $10,000 mythical money to start with. I'm about, tw- I'm a little over, I'm 12200 there to the good so far, 2000 to the good. <clears throat> And then at the Ocala Quarterback Club, we have these pools of $5,000 mythical dollars. And I had a little fun a couple of weeks ago, and I decided to go all in on the Colorado State game because they had got so many points just for show business, okay? And we didn't, and I lost it. So I'm struggling there, although I'm not really struggling, but I'm struggling there. And they love to kick me around. Fred, Fred Lamp likes to really rub it in on me every time because he said, well, we got this, we got that. Well, all right, so tonight we did our picks over at the uh, quarterback club again, as we do every week. Uh, and the people who are picking with us are Danny Williams, who happens to be out of town. I'll give you a little hint of where, where he is. Has to think about bright lights in the strip. Uh, I suppose he's doing a little serious wagering there on a few things. Legal, by the way. Uh, and his lovely wife, Sarah, Judge Sarah Ritteroff-Williams sat in for him. And then Fred Land, who's a scorekeeper, gave us our five games. Here's how that went. Look it over and tell me if I did bad or good. Now we're back at the Ocala Outslides here for the quarterback club. I think it's week six. I'm not sure I'll find out. But the scorekeeper over here will tell me. Fred Lant. Fred, welcome back. And Danny Williams. Wait a minute. Danny looks a little better. Oh, it's Sarah. <laughs> Judge Ritteroff Williams takes the place of Danny who's out there someplace in America. Someplace. Having a good time. A real good time. All right. Very good. All right. So let's talk about how we did last week and what to have for us tonight, Fred. Well, buddy, this is week five. Okay. Last week, which was week four. You went two and three, but unfortunately for you, you went big on one of your losses once again. So you were down $400 from your mythical bankroll that has already gone from 5000 to 1200 Wow. Now you have $800. Perfect. I'm ready to go now. That means I'm ready to start playing. Danny went two and three. Um, excuse me. He went three and two. At $100 a game, and so he's plus 100 went up from $4,400 to $4,500. I can money. Williams guy. And I went yeah. two and three down 200 mm-hmm. to reduce me from 4950 to 4750 So okay. right now, I'm in the lead over Danny by $250, and Danny's in the lead over you by $3,700. Well, thank you. I'll catch him. Don't worry about it. It's good. Okay, well, let's You'll do You'll keep the, betting big on the ones you miss. You'll be out of money soon. Well, but I go to the mythical bank and get some more mythical money. But anyway, so let's talk about what we're going to do in terms of this week's car, because that's the past. Let's go to the future. Let's go right now. Who's going to pick first tonight? Are you going to call back game? Well, back I picked game? all of them last week first, so right. why don't we let you go first okay. this time? Okay, Oklahoma at Texas. Texas gets eight, eight points. points. I went way over here. I changed that bet. I took Oklahoma. I'm going to go Texas on that one, all right? I'm going to go Texas if my phone will allow me to do this. Uh, just on the shot, I'm going only 50 bucks there, okay? I've got to go conservative. 
Uh, Florida State gets 13.5 at Miami. I keep losing money on this, these Seminoles, but I'm going to go with FSU, take the 13.5 for 50 points. Iowa, right? Iowa at Minnesota. Um, this is a tough one. Minnesota has been letting me down. But I'm going to take Minnesota at 7 for 50 bucks again. And Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. This is a trap game, by the way. Virginia Tech gets 6. I'm taking the Irish. They killed me last week. And I'm betting 50 on the Irish. And finally, LSU at Florida. Big game of the week. I'm taking the two and a half points in the Florida Gators. They may not win the game, but they will cover. Those are my picks. How much? 50. Oh, $100 there. $100. All right. Sarah? All right. Danny's pick, Oklahoma, minus eight. Uh, passes all over Texas, 500. Wow. Mm-hmm. Miami, minus 13 and a half. Defense smothers FSU, 100. Iowa minus seven for a hundred. Notre Dame minus six rolls over Virginia Tech, five hundred. And we are not betting against Florida on Tim Tebow Day. Florida for fifty. Two and a half points a year is get you're taking it two and a half. Absolutely. Okay, there's a big guy over here. Let's see what he this is your chance to really take a bold stroke. All right. I'm gonna take Oklahoma, two hundred and fifty dollars. Miami. $250. All of mine are $250. Mm-hmm. Iowa, Notre Dame, and LSU. All right. You want to recap all those or can you? Certainly. You got 30 seconds. You mean everybody's Each. or mine? Each. Buddy has Texas, FSU, Minnesota, Notre Dame all for 50 and Florida for 100. Danny has Oklahoma and Notre Dame for a 500. Miami and Iowa for 100. And the University of Florida for 50. I've got Oklahoma, Miami, Iowa, Notre Dame, and LSU all for two fifty. Thankfully, all mythical dollars. Sarah, Fred, enjoy the games. We'll see you here next week. Yes, and I'll sir. be going boldly forward on our picks for the Ocala quarterback line. There you go. For what it's worth, okay? A little fun there. A little fun in games. Let me tell you about uh, Tupperware tonight because uh, uh, it's getting near the holiday time. You think, what to get people? Well, there's a whole shopping list here if you go to uh, to uh, genlay.mytupper.com uh, and check out. Uh, this is just one of the items. There's lots of other things you can, can get. And uh, you can cook a whole meal in that. There's all kind of containers that you can have uh, for tailgating. You can have them for uh, if you do leftovers. We do at our house, especially if you go out and you know, the restaurant come back with a bag of food. You want to put it someplace. They have containers. This is just one item here. Uh, and some really good deals. By the way, if you have an organization that wants to do some fundraising, uh, Tupperware gives you 40% of all sale proceeds back to the organization. So if you want to do that, too, go to ginlay.my.cupper.com to purchase your products and search Tupperware Gin on Facebook and find out what she's going to She'll direct you to the place you need to go. So if you need some of that potato salad, beans, dip, broccoli, whatever you want, she's got that for you and also other items there for you on Tupperware. It's a household name, has been in America for a long time. Tupperware, check out Tupperware Gin on Facebook, all right? All right, there's that. Let me tell you again about our friends at Center State Bank. Center State Bank Tuesday, of course, we feature um, that on Tuesdays. <clears throat> and uh, 
This is a beautiful facility over on Silver Springs Boulevard, but a little over a mile past downtown Ocala East on the boulevards, we call it. And it's used for a public house. It's used for special occasions. And it's, uh, there are people there who uh, can assist you in everything from a wedding to a quarterback club meeting to art gallery, what have you. And they've celebrated the arts up there a long time at that bank. So it's, uh, that when it was built, that was built with a purpose. And uh, Tom Ingram, who's now on sabbatical, helped put that get that started. That was a great thing in the community. So it's a, more than a bank. Uh, it also is a bank. It's locally market driven. They have a long term horizon on all their financials. They have world class service, and they believe in relationship banking. So, if you want to know about the seventh largest bank in the state of Florida, uh, established in 1992, they have 82 locations in 30 Florida counties. Uh, if you go on centerstatebank.com, you'll find one near you. Uh, and check out this one if you're in my neighborhood. That's uh, located on, in the uh, Silver Springs Boulevard. And you can call them on 352-368-6800 or go to centerstatebank.com and find out what they mean. They say, Centerstate Bank, centered on community and customer service. Okay, uh, I think that takes care of that business for tonight. Don't forget the t-shirts. Uh, this is what some of the shirts look like in our... Far Sports this is a good-looking shirt here. I'm not seeing this. This is an Elite. If you remember the Elite, this won't be available this week, but it will be available soon. It'll be on the catalog. You can go to allfarsportsword.com and check it out. And, of course, the, the blue ones we're featuring, which are really terrific for a Circle K weekend. Circle, I say Circle K, Circle 15 uh, in honor of Tim Tebow. Uh, we've made this shirt up just through our uh, our folks here to do this, and uh, which uh, – which is in honor of a, one of the greatest players, maybe the greatest player ever. Was he the greatest player? I don't know. You can make a case for it. Here's the one shot of that right there. That's a good-looking shirt right there, isn't it? Look at that baby right there. That's a lady's shirt. Yeah, that's a lady's shirt. Look at the GNK on the sleeve over there. Yeah, that's good Look, I can't wait to see it. It should be here tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, we'll be sporting some of those in the swamp on Saturday. Uh, and uh, if you need information on where we're going to do a little meet and greet, check with, with Nat. Uh, he'll be out here tomorrow night, too. He's worked extremely hard. He and, and by the way, also um, Chad, who works all the time, and, and Jan Scope, by the way, will be doing this. So uh, <clears throat> we'll definitely uh, we'll have something put together, and uh, we would uh, want to make sure you folks know about it. All right? So I will say that wraps it up for tonight. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we... Uh, uh, we appreciate, again, you tuning in. Sorry for the late tonight. We went a little long to make up for it. Uh, and uh, so we will say good night to you and say thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for our, our guest lineup. Not too bad. Urban Meyer, uh, Steve Spurrier, and, uh, and and our friend from Orlando, uh, Edgar Thompson. Earlier in the week, Terry Bradshaw, who will come back on Friday. Uh, and Terry will give us a rundown on some of the NFL games You'll follow, including the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some of you folks, like Matt Mordell, will follow the Jaguars. So we'll, we'll, we'll visit because when foot college football winds down, and in, in December and parts of uh, January, we'll have a few NFL discussions here. But having said all that, this is a college football show specifically, and it's also a show about the Florida Gators. And thank all of you for listening and watching tonight. All right? Have a good night. <laughs>